Welcome. This is Talking Joy, creating joy, inner peace, and authentic connections. My name is Pam Rotelli-Robertson, and I am founder of lifestyle brand Talking Joy. As a certified spiritual director, I have been leading groups with the power of words, the strength of positivity, and the gift of joy. During our time together, our focus will be on simple spiritual practices that can be applied to your everyday life with the wisdom and support of others. Talking Joy talks to help you realize your value. I am so glad you're here. Simple, joyful, fun. Let's get talking. Good morning. My name is Pam Rotelli-Robertson and I'm here with my Talking Joy team. And today we're going to talk about uh, the cup as a metaphor for our lives. Um, and I got this idea from Joyce Rupp, who, uh, who wrote a book on the six different images of a cup and how the open cup, the chip cup, the broken cup, the blessing cup, a cup of compassion, and a cup of life. Um, and each in the turn becomes our teacher in our lives. And so I'm just going to read you this poem by her. She says that it is time for me to see the flaws of myself and to stop being alarmed. It is time for me to halt my drive for perfection and to accept my blemishes. It is time for me to receive slowly evolving growth, the kind that comes in God's own good time and pays no heed to my panicking pushing. It is time for me to embrace my humanness, to love my incompleteness. It is time for me to cherish the unwanted, to welcome the unknown, to treasure the unfulfilled, if I wait to be perfect before I love myself, I will always be unsatisfied and ungrateful. If I wait until all the flaws, chips, cracks disappear, I will be the cup that stands on the shelf and is never used. And so this theme is a little bit similar to the, the parable that we did at the last podcast about the uh, jug with the cracks. Um, and so uh, I just want you to think for a minute about um, a cup. So if you were to hold your coffee cup, if you're holding a coffee cup right now, and you look at that empty cup in your hands, and you look at all the room that the cup has for filling, and you picture the inner part of yourself, and you notice how much room there is for filling, and you hold the cup out before you in a gesture sort of as a beggar, and you ask God to fill it, arise and go slowly and pour something into your cup. And she, this is Joyce Rupp talking, and she says, you know, you can put coffee or tea, and then you come and you sit back down and you receive and enjoy the contents in the cup. Um, so she's offering that opening ourselves to God's grace is a practice that we should be doing every day. Um, and so she's using this cup sort of as a uh, image of a vessel and like our inner selves and that there's this constant pouring in and emptying out and pouring in and emptying out. And so if I don't take care of myself, and practice prayer or you know whatever works for me in my life that I have nothing to give out for others and so what are the ways that for you in your life are you filling your cup up so that you can pour out you know as busy moms you know some of us work and uh, some of us uh, work full-time as moms and it's a 24-hour job day and so what are some of the things that you're using in your life to keep your cup sort of like at an equilibrium almost as we empty out and empty out? Because if we keep emptying out, the tank is empty. There's nothing left. And so if I'm completely empty, then everybody in my life suffers because I get irritable, I'm short-tempered, I'm tired, cranky, 
and then we talk a lot about setting the tone for your life and for all the people around it, then if I'm feeling like that, that energy is exuding out of me and into everyone else. And so what are the healthy things that you are already practicing that keep that cup in a constant? I take time out once, uh, once a day, about an hour to exercise, and that just sets the tone for the rest of my day. Mm. Um, it makes me feel strong mentally and physically, and uh, I feel like I could tackle anything for the rest of the day. Yeah. I feel like exercise is really helpful. I like to run, and sometimes I listen to an audiobook, or sometimes I just think and it clears your head, mm. sort of meditative, and multitasking. <laughs> <laughs> I love to multitask. And the days that you don't exercise, how do you feel? Oh, I get really, and I, my kids know. And if it's rainy and I can't go out, I say, Mommy needs her time on the treadmill. Give me my 30 minutes. I don't take a long time. And it really just helps me reset. And it feels like I'm doing something for myself. And then I can be there for them for the rest of the day because I've had a little bit of time for myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the energy too that's needed to raise two young children. Exercise to me is well, without question what I need because it makes me feel stronger physically so I can keep up with the physical demands of being a mother. Yeah. I would also add that physical exercise is a release and so any emotions or worries or things that we have you know, in between taping podcasts sometimes we stand up and shake it out and you're shaking it out so that when you go back, your cup is full enough again where you can get back in it with a, with a new mindset. For me, it's creativity, not exercise. <laughs> um, I, when I'm feeling overwhelmed or I'm feeling like I need to fill myself back up, um, it's always very helpful for me to do something creative, whether it's you know a project with my kids that I can get involved in um, or it's, um, you know, writing in a journal or, um, putting, you know, putting my thoughts to paper a lot is very, is very helpful for me. So that's how I fill back up. Do you journal? S- Sorry. That's okay. Do you journal? Not as much as I would like to. Um, that's something you... I journal yeah. when there's something that I'm struggling with. I don't journal about the good things necessarily. <laughs> I journal when there's something I need to get out, work out, yeah. or work out. Yeah. And so I'm just going to stop there for a second with the journaling. And the invitation for you would be to journal all the time mm-hmm. and not just when. It's like when we pray. We pray just when we're upset about something. Like, oh, please, please, please. Instead of just having it be a continual practice in your life. I will take your invitation. <laughs> RSVP. I will attend. I will attend. I will attend. <laughs> I also feel like um, socializing is such a wonderful way to fill your cup. Because as we were saying before in the previous podcast, we don't always see ourselves as so wonderful. And I feel like our friends are such lovely reminders that you know we're saying something important and that they're listening and that we feel heard and that we feel appreciated, and that, you know, we're just having fun together. Fills your cup, the laughter. Mm. I agree. I, there was the other night when we were celebrating a special someone's birthday, and I was having, it was like a Tuesday, and I was having a heck of a day. And I was like, 
I mean, I love this person, so I, I really wasn't. But, you know, one of those days where you could have gotten your jammies and been like, mm, I'm not going to go out to celebrate. But the second I got in my friend's car and we carpooled there together, I mean, the laughter was just flowing. And when I got there, I mean, it was like bubbling over. You would have never known I had a bad day. I was Ooh, so happy to bubbling be Bubbling over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it was filling, uh, falling over the cup. But I was so happy to be there, and I just needed that. I mean, you just need... You know, sometimes you just need to be social and be with your friends. So without your children, yeah, without yeah. Your children, your conversations <laughs> so important. Yeah, I actually this is, might sound silly, but I take time every day um, at lunchtime to make myself a really healthful salad, <laughs> and it's like my create maybe the creativity coming out, but it's just it really fills my cup, and it's really one of the first things aside from exercise that came to my mind. Um, I just go. I just, it, at the end, it just gives me the nourishment I need, and it feels a little self-indulgent to take a little bit of extra time to make myself a nice lunch. And I'm usually eating by myself, but I actually really cherish that short window in the day to You're literally to nourish nourishing yeah. your body. Exactly. I mean, don't discount that. Taking yeah. time yeah. to eat well is so huge and so forgotten when you have kids. And I know the ages of your kids, they're really young. And I can't believe you eat alone and have time to make lunch. It's unbelievable. I, never, I mean, no, I would hold on to that with two hands because I think that's the problem. Is, um, and we talked about the vessel. As your body is that yes, vessel yeah, that holds absolutely. that holds everything. Yeah, and so if we hold in our emotions in or we hold in the stress and don't release it in writing in our journal or going to the gym and exercising or filling up with something that's good or like Jennifer likes to go to museums if we don't go and do those things or get in a car and laugh I mean mm -hmm. laughter is so important right that is yeah. so important and I think we talked in one of the podcasts about uh, about just dancing mm -hmm. with your kids and just cranking up the music you know and that with Alexa now you can you can <laughs> oh, listen to yeah. anything <laughs> Right after we did that podcast, I heard a kid say, who's Bruce Springsteen? <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Well, New, Jersey? New Jersey. I know, right? Isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing? So the music has changed and to offer a variety of music to yeah. our kids and yeah. just to shake it all off yeah. and, and jump around. And so what I loved, what I heard was that there was a theme of very different, a variety, sort of a smorgasbord of different things that we can do to fill our cup up. Um, and so, uh, what are some of the things that, uh, that really empty you that you could let go of? <laughs> you want to say something? Uh, you can go back to me. <laughs> um, something we talk about a lot, Pam, in your small groups is, um, letting the com competing get to you, mm. you know, when sometimes, so this just happened with my daughter where she made a comment about a friend who got, you know, this or that and has like this really beautiful house. And I didn't answer the right way at that time. I kind of was like, you know, you're being a little bratty, you're whining and you don't need gifts all the time or this or that. And then I thought about it and I came up with, you know, the answer that you would get in a textbook. And so I went back to her when it kind of was kind of leaning that way again, when she was complaining about things she doesn't have. And I, and I said that, you know, the perfect answer, but I needed the time to think about it. And the perfect answer to me was there's always going to be people that have more than you. And there's always going to be people that have less than you that want what you have. So obviously be grateful for what you have. And, um, I, I, it's just sad because she's only six and she's seeing that. Mm. And so, um, but she's got so much, you know, she's so blessed. So 
um, that gets to me sometimes when it's that early of a lesson that you need to teach them. But it, I guess it is what it is sometimes, right? Yeah. And what a teachable them. moment. And what did you tell her? So that's what. So the, so the, uh, that's what I fixed. I fixed my answer, and I told her that. And you know, I don't think it landed on her quite there yet. But I, I, you know, it's something that I will keep. And so one of the things at. that I thought that you did that was really good is that you went back to it. Yeah. And I think that she wasn't in the mindset to receive it when she was saying mm-hmm. it because she wasn't feeling good about herself. But if we can go back when somebody's in a different place and have the conversation and say, oh, remember the other day? Yes, that's exactly what I did. Yeah. And I think that that's the best time to yeah. catch it. And then going forward, pointing out to her things yeah. about your life yeah. that are that are really beautiful. Yeah. Oh, look how full our cup is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it depletes me though when I when I feel like that is around me. It's not, and then we talk about so much about we're so much alike and unalike, and there's no need for any of that mm-hmm. other stuff. It's just all fluff, and yeah. so um, that depletes me a little bit. And so I would look at that as a blessing that you were able to have a mature conversation with a six year old so early in life, because she'll remember that, and I would keep going back to it right. every time that it arises and remind her. You know, in, in even when it isn't coming up, I would go back to that again of, oh, wow, look, you know, maybe use the cup as a metaphor with your yeah. kids. You know, yeah. that might be a great invitation to pull, you know, have a tea party and talk about, oh, this is how we pour out for others. This is how I give back to the community. This is how I, I volunteer at the church or I volunteer at the school. It's, and, it's like and, the bucket. Yeah, yes. yes. the bucket. 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 <laughs> yeah. Yes, how to fill a bucket today. <laughs> yeah. No, it's true. And it is tough. I feel like the kids at such a young age, they really do compare you know, and I hear my kids say, well, everyone else gets a treat, treat every time they go to Target or everybody else gets TV anytime they want. <laughs> and you just have to say, everyone's got different rules. Yeah. And you get time in with mommy instead of getting Fortnite. <laughs> 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 Nothing in particular, though. No. And, and I want to tell you, because you all have younger children, um, it doesn't stop. And it's, I'm sure Pam can relate to this, too. I mean, my kids were saying the same things when they were that age. But you have to start young, and you have to continually repeat yourself. And I have teenagers and 20-year-olds, and I'm still saying the same things. But it's something you have to remind them. And, and, I mean, frankly, I feel like I need reminders. I was just going to say, don't we also need reminders? It's going to be a cell phone. They're going to want... Everyone else has a cell phone, and then they're you know it's just and that's why life and community like this. We're gathered around a table. We're having an intimate conversation, and there's such value in this because we realize our worth and that it's enough. And we come here, and we get our our cups filled up when we gather in in our group meetings, and then we're able to head out into the week. You know, when people write their comments to me, you know, somebody wrote back, "Oh, it's just such a perfect way to start my week." You know, I leave with this great mindset, and it's the same thing that we kind of gather around. And and don't underestimate, too, that your kids, eventually, you'll hear them giving that same advice. And that's when you know. You, pat, you pause and give yourself a little pat on the shoulder <laughs> when you hear yeah. them saying, we have enough. Yeah. I had a very similar situation this morning. My four-and-a-half-year-old woke up cranky because she was a little tired, and she just could not find the right outfit that resonated. And I literally had just... <laughs> went shopping for them I bought them some really cute clothes and I tried to I'm like listen like sweetie like you really have so much to be grateful for like you're not going to get anything new until you I don't think it landed on her but I'm like giving her this I'm like you're not going to get anything new until you appreciate what you already have Mm -hmm. 
But in that moment, oftentimes, like, the tantrum overrides yeah. any mm-hmm. reasoning. And But it's amazing to see at four and a half, like, she is so much, so like, opening, opening her closet is, like, it's like a museum. I mean, it's unbelievable how much clothes that we've been lucky enough to have handed, you know, donated to us from friends or hand-me-downs and then... Um, I don't know if it ever ends. So yeah. that, it's just interesting. But I, one, it's where Lindsay caught it, where she went yes. back, and yeah. you 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 meditated on it or, or mulled over in your yeah. head. And I was you just thinking, back. there's got to be a better answer than stop complaining. You know, I think some mm. of it also is is not necessarily it's your words, but your actions and, and what they see yeah. you doing. And yeah. and I know all of you ladies here pretty well to know that you're incredible role models for your children, and. And I think it's it's they I think they at the end of the day are going to copy who we are, not what we say. Yes. Right. Yes. Thank you for the compliment, Arnie. Yes, of course. <laughs> and we do what we do and they witness it more than I remember being in a playgroup once when cell phones first came out and this one mom was always on her phone. Right. I shoot. I'd run into her shop right, and she'd have her you know it was the flip phone back then I guess, and she had her head you know cocked to the side and. And and then her daughter, I would watch her play at these play groups, and her daughter would be like, blah, 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 you know, into her pretend phone, and mimicking her mom, and she was just mirroring. And they do, they mirror our behavior. You know, we've talked about that before about how you know our generosity, how we live out in the community, and what we do. That they see that they see you coming over to the church to feed the homeless, and they play with the kids that are here. It's witnessing much more than. The words, but I think it's a good combination mm-hmm. too of both of what Lindsay did. Yeah. Also, back to like the eating the salads. I wanted to also mention like my daughter. It sometimes will join me, and I think it's important for her to see mommy does like eat like tries to at least occasionally during lunch eat healthful because it does. I think she can be very discerning with food, but I do think I try to remind myself take the time for yourself because it's it's important for her to see that I am taking care. I'm taking care of myself too. So you're filling your cup. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anybody sure. else want to add to uh, what depletes you or what, what yeah. takes away from your cup? I think it was this <laughs> resentfulness. It's mm. a good one for sure. That's a but that's one. in our control. It is. So that's all back yeah. to that shift in perspective. Mm-hmm. Right? How we see things. We can either be resentful about something, or we can have new eyes mm-hmm. for it and see the beauty in it. Mm-hmm. And ever since you read the story, that I can't wait for church on Sunday to hear the whole sermon, but ever since you read that, I've really, and, and, I've, and I've told my kids, like, we were in the car, we were going to the beach, and we picked up bagels, and I was really looking forward to my everything bagel with, you know, cream cheese, and, and they gave me, with regular cream cheese, and they gave me scallion cream cheese. And at first I, oh, I really, you know, and then I said, I'm... I, I told them the story, the story, you know, what you had read to us. I, you know, I explained it, and I said, I, you know, this is what I'm going to try to do. I'm going to be grateful that I have an everything bagel, whether or not it has scallion cream cheese or regular cream cheese. Mm-hmm. I have an everything bagel right now, and, and I mean, that's such a small example of, of, you know, turning it around, but it was an example that they could understand. Yeah, and it yeah. means so much, right. yeah. you know. And you know what's a great example of that is when we started to tape our first podcast and the leaf blower went by. And we had to stop and we had to restart. And you said to me, I bet you something is going to come out of the new talk that needs to be said. And so you flipped it and turned it around as a positive instead of saying like, oh, wow, every time we turn on the microphones, 
there's some sort of a disruption. And maybe that disruption was that something needed to be said that someone needs to hear mm -hmm. that we were going to offer in that moment. Mm -hmm. And so that's another way of, of flipping that over like that. Turn me over. Turn me over. Back to that rock, that flip over. Uh, so uh, Joyce Rupp says that the ordinariness of the cup reminds her of her personal transformation, that it occurs in the common crevices of each day. Uh, and so go back to that ordinariness, right? Not those big moments of our life of excitement of, you know, when your son's at the soccer game. And it's just that all of this transformation and these things that we're talking about can happen in just the ordinariness of, of our everyday lives. Yeah. So we've come to the time in the podcast where we're going to uh, each go around the room and read a quote from Meredith Jars of Joy. And the invitation is just to take one and, and see what you get, and we're going to try to apply it to our lives. And so Blair's going to start because she got the first one. Let us now prepare for the death of our present, quote, little life and the reemergence in a bigger life in touch with the moving cosmos, D.H. Lawrence. And so that sounds heavy, and you think, well, what in the world does that mean? Is that what's going through your mind? <laughs> or how would you unpack that? Hmm. It's a tough one. I feel like when things change, rather than mourning it and being thinking of it as a death of mm -hmm. a current way of being, think of it as a you know a rebirth in a new way, kind of pivot yeah. and try to um, embrace the change rather than mourn mm -hmm. the loss of what you had before. Yeah, or f try to flow from each phase to the next to the next mm -hmm. with much more ease and grace mm, grace every day <laughs> we, we tend to we tend to want to stop you know we get to a place we were talking a little bit before mm -hmm. about you get to a place where the kids are taking a nap at a certain time every day and you're like oh I got this <laughs> and then <laughs> the nap's gone and the witching hour arrives at five o'clock and you need a healthy salad and <laughs> a glass of wine. And a glass yeah. of wine. <laughs> the only constant is change. Mm -hmm. Yes. No problem can be solved from the same consciousness that created it, Albert Einstein. So, basically, what we were saying before with um, looking at things maybe through new eyes makes all the difference. Yeah. Ariane, tell me what. It Tell me what it is you plan to do with your wild and precious life, Mary Oliver. Be present and live it. Yeah. And I think the invitation with that quote is to just live it now and stop waiting for it to arrive because it's already here. Something we were withholding made us weak until we found it was ourselves. Robert Frost. That's a great one. And that goes back to that fear blocking us from the invitation to step forward to when somebody offers to help fill our cup, to accept. Yeah, self-acceptance, self-love. Yeah. yeah, thank you. When you do things from your soul, you feel a river moving in you, a joy, roomy. I love that one. Yeah, what do, you do think? the things you love. Yeah, It's perfect for you. It is perfect for you. All of the things that you love, because Jennifer likes a variety, which <laughs> so is <many> perfect. <laughs> 
I got, dwell as near as possible to the channel in which your life flows, Henry David Thoreau. And I just think that just means be as present as possible, follow your life path, wherever it goes, if it's good or you know, up or down. Dwell as near as possible to, to it. So be as present as possible, that's what I think it is. Yeah, pay attention. Yeah. yeah. All right, thank you. I'm Pam Rotelli-Robertson, and you have been listening to Talking Joy, talks that help you realize your value while creating authentic connections with others. For more information about our talk today or to get in touch, you can find us at talkingjoy.org. And to keep the encouragement going, you can also follow Talking Joy on Instagram and Facebook. Simple, joyful, fun. Thanks for listening. This is Talking Joy.